Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to Two Stories of a Tryhard. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week, yet again, it is just me, your boy, so let's jump right into it. If you'll remember, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how our brain space is limited. And something that's been on my mind this week is the way that people like myself deal with things that are coming up in the future that are important and that we need to plan for. And in my opinion, there are two ways that it can go down. People with anxiety either over-prepare or they procrastinate. It's two drastically different responses to the same stimuli. Now, the reason that we interpret these things so differently is, at least in my experience, based on our circumstances. I, for example, am a procrastinator which is something, admittedly, that I'm working on. I will publicly admit that. However, I know other people, some of which are very close to me, who overprepare. They try to control every little detail that they can, when in reality, it may not really make that much of a difference what happens. As opposed to me, where I just go in and hope for the best, because, according to my brain... What difference does it make whether you prepare or not? So this week, let's dive into both of those responses and see how they can help as well as hurt. Starting with one that I am most familiar with, procrastination. This is an article from Psychology Today, and they have these 10 questions that you can ask yourself to kind of assess where you're at with procrastination. Number one, do you second guess yourself too often? As a relatively fast test taker and someone who misses details a lot of the time, I definitely do this very frequently. Number two, do you believe you can rely on intuition to make good decisions? Again, yes, I usually do. I like going with my gut because I'm a very logical person and I believe that I am right. And again, that may be my arrogance showing, but that's neither here nor there. Number three. Do you dodge productive actions where you might feel tense? Now this is something we can spend a bit more time with. So when I am about to enter a situation where I feel tense, as this article describes, I do tend to put off work because I don't want to feel that way. It is a feeling that I really don't want to have. It's not... Like, I, I try to avoid as many stressful situations as I possibly can. And I know that that can be harmful because embracing stress and being able to confront that in a constructive and healthy way is a good thing. But the fact that I still, regardless of what the situation is, I know I'm going to feel that way. So I don't want to actively experience that emotion. It's something that I just generally don't like. And as a result, I end up putting off things that I should probably be doing. Number four, do you have avoidable emergencies? 
This is not as relevant to me, but I can understand where it's coming from. Maybe for you, listener, this is more common, as with the rest of these that I've mentioned so far. The first example that comes to mind for me for a preventable emergency is car maintenance. I know that may not be the first instinct for everybody, but because of the way I was raised, it was a common um, connotation for that sort of thing. A lot of what goes on with cars is preventative maintenance, with things like getting fluids changed and tires rotated and things like that, so that way your car can keep running properly. And when you don't get your oil changed as frequently as you should, or you don't balance and rotate your tires once a year, which you should all definitely do if you're not already, um, things can go wrong faster and more frequently. So doing those things ahead of time will enable you to go further between visits to the mechanic or further between doing things yourself. Anyway, that's my soapbox about car maintenance and preventive emergencies. Um, Number six, do you think you need better organizing skills before starting? This is something I can definitely relate to uh, because... I myself am a somewhat organized person. I know where certain things are. I know where important things are. But there are some things I just kind of lose track of where they are, and until they become relevant again, I don't care about them. So when I'm faced with a certain task that needs a certain thing, and I don't know where the thing is, I just kind of freeze and don't really know what to do with myself. And that can have damaging effects because... Regardless of the challenges ahead of you, my organization skills will be called into question at some point, and they are with relative frequency. Number seven, do you make major purchases on impulse? That is not me, nor has it ever been. But I do make minor purchases on impulse. I have been known to do that. Um... But major purchases, like something life-changing, like a car or something along those lines, something that's going to cost me quite a bit of money, or even this laptop that I'm using to record this, research went into that because I knew that I would have it for a while and I didn't want to be stuck with something that I didn't want or didn't like. Number eight, do you avoid addressing emotional problems like anxiety? Well, yes and no. Um, I'm better at that now than I used to be, but on principle, I tend to try and be as upfront about those things as I can, because I know if I'm not, it's going to get to me, and when it does, that's not a good feeling. But before I had this show, and before, like, in between um, the time where I didn't have the show and when I wasn't going to therapy, I did try to avoid that as much as I could. Like, I acknowledged its existence, but I didn't really want to do anything about it. Number nine, do you delay as long as you can before starting? Yes, yes, and yes. I do delay as long as I possibly can before starting because I need deadlines in order to get things done. When I don't have a deadline, I just don't do something. That's why um, I haven't been as consistent with uploading for this show, because I know that my general um, target day for uploading is Monday. 
However, because of school and other things, I haven't always been able to meet that. So there will be Monday nights where I'm like, oh crap, I haven't put an episode out today, so I just record it real quick. And that can be debilitating for me. And as a result of that, I tend to freak out like I have mentioned with these other questions. And last but not least, do you fantasize about doing great things effortlessly? I do. I fantasize about making a difference in the world all the time. Because that's one of the things I want to do with my life. I want to make a difference in the world. I don't know how. I don't know what. But I know that I want to do something along those lines to make a positive impact in the world and leave it better than I found it. And I wanted to go off so well. I wanted to go off without a hitch. I wanted to be able to do whatever I want to do the first time correctly. Now, that's probably not going to happen as much as I would like it to. But that being said, that doesn't mean I don't want it to happen. So that's an overview of where I fall on the procrastination versus over-preparation scale of things goes. So let's go to the other side. Hey tryhards, Ethan here. I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, support uh, the growth of it, whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys will be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. These are seven questions for people who are overprepared. What are your intentions? So the intentions in this particular instance mean something along the lines of what is your end point? Where do you want to be? And overpreparers tend to try to think in as straight a line as possible. This is point A, this is point B, this is the way I want to get there. And if there's any deviation or any zigzag or curve in the path, they think that they're going off course, when in reality, that may be true, but only for a little bit. The second question is, what do you define as 100%? And should you redefine it? On a given day, most people can't accomplish 100% of what they want to do. I know I don't. So maybe the 100% that you want to do gets only 60% done. That 60% can become your new 100%. This is how much you can accomplish in a given period of time. This is the metric you should be going by instead of projecting too far into the future. I understand having a goal. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is a certain point where it becomes less of a goal and more debilitating than anything else. This third question is how much time do you spend on a perfect plan. Now, something my dad likes to say 
and he says it pretty frequently, is that imperfect action is better than a perfect plan. Which is something that I've really taken to heart. And too often, people try to make the best plan they can, and trying to plan for every hypothetical possible, without taking any action, and they're afraid, because their plan may not work. That is one part of the over-preparation that I completely understand. That is the reason that I tend to procrastinate to get things done, is because I'm trying to come up with the best plan to do it. And as a result, things don't get done in the time frame that they should. The fourth question is, are your plans a GPS or a roadmap? Here's what I mean. A GPS gives you one way to go, and it tries to keep you on that way as best as it can, whereas a map gives you a bunch of different ways to go. Being able to be flexible and use that roadmap approach instead of doing the GPS approach, where it's one way and one way only, that will enable you to be more successful in thinking your plans through. Number five, do you expect the unexpected? Now I get over-preparation, that's, you know, the whole shtick, right? Well, the thing is, the unexpected, you may not be able to account for, no matter how hard you try. I know that can sound crazy, believe me, I've tried to do it, it doesn't work, which is partially I, why I am the way I am. But regardless, having a few general ideas of what to do if something goes wrong with like technical difficulties or things along those lines, that can give you a bit of a better um, way to expect the unexpected and prepare for it as opposed to trying to figure out on the fly. Number six, how close are your plans wrapped up with your identity. This plan, whatever you're doing, this is not a measure of your worth as a person. As the old adage goes, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. So, think of these plans for whatever you're trying to accomplish more as a task than a measure of your abilities. And this last question is, are you open to creativity? Can you deviate from this path? Can you take the roadmap approach as opposed to the GPS approach? Having that wiggle room will save you a lot of time and headache from trying to control every possible situation. Because oftentimes, having another perspective will grant you that wiggle room, which you may not have even considered. Thank you for tuning in this week, listeners. True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hulen. That's H-U-L-E-N. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at True Stories Pod. The best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media. So please, please, please share this with your friends. Share it on your social media. And if you... Post it in some way and tag me. You will get featured on the official podcast accounts. And please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would very much appreciate it.
I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin signing off. Thank you.